This is where great ideas about the financial world come together. Welcome to the Financial Forum Podcast with the president of Fortune Financial Group, Chris Galise. All right, my friends, so let's talk about uh, everybody's kind of favorite thing, I think, and that's just cold, hard cash. <laughs> okay. okay. We all like the idea of a healthy bank account, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I get that there is like, I, I'm this way myself. So like, sometimes I want to, if I don't see a certain dollar amount or whatever, in whatever account, I start to get a little flustered, right? I'm like, Oh, okay, I need yeah. to, you know, I need to add more Just to this shore one. It up, right? Yeah, exactly. So what are some of the most common needs for cash that you see that make it a good idea to have that sufficient amount on hand? What are some things that just kind of jump out when you're working with folks? Right. Yeah. As, as I work with folks, and again, the most of the people I work with are either already retired or are probably about five years or so away right. from retirement. So, you know, where I see the need for, you know, getting at, you know, several thousand dollars or sometimes even 10 or $20,000 at one time are things like uh, vacations. You know, if you're, if you're taking that uh, once or twice a year vacation where it might cost you five or ten thousand dollars. Well, you don't want to have to go and tap into your uh, your nest egg to do that. You want to be able to have you know, just money in the bank that you could pull out. Uh, another need I see a lot of times is uh, you know buying a car. As people are are younger, most people finance their automobile purchases. But what I've noticed, most of the folks that I work with that are retired, they like to pay cash for their vehicles. So again, having money in a bank account uh, is a nice uh, nice use for that. Then there's going to be just the the standard unexpected. I don't want to call it emergency, but you know need that comes up, whether it's replacing your roof or replacing your hot water heater or things like that. And then the the final area that I see a lot of my uh, my clients needing on needing money for is just helping the kids or grandkids for whatever reason, whether it's helping a grandchild with uh, some of their college tuition payments or maybe one one of their children got uh, a little bit behind on their mortgage payment or their credit card payment, and they don't want to see their children get further behind the eight ball. So oftentimes I'll see, you know, clients dip into their own pocket, take five or 10 or $15,000 on the bank uh, to help their children out. Those are the most, uh, you know, common uh, needs that I see come up. Okay. So having said that, why is it maybe counterproductive? to say, well, hey, be careful and not have too much cash on hand. Well, the, right. The problem of having too much cash on hand is because you're really not going to make anything on that cash as far as interest goes, right? If we were you know, back 15 years ago where money market rates were probably around 4 or 5% a year, well, then you know, there's really no such thing as having too much cash because if you're earning four or five percent on that money that's a a decent rate of return but these days money market rates uh, have hovered probably around one to one and a half percent and if you look at what the average inflation rate is average inflation rate is probably two to three percent so if you're making one percent on your money and inflation is two percent a year What's happening is that your purchasing power is uh, is being eroded. You're actually going backwards a little bit uh, when you think about inflation. So you know that's why you, you want to have cash reserves for things that come up, but you certainly don't want to have too much because you're not going to make uh, enough money on it. Yeah, no, definitely, and I think that's a good point because people will bring up 
this question. Okay, well then fine. What is the appropriate amount to have in cash? And and I guess, how are you breaking that down? Is is it just simply the emergency fund or is it the emergency fund plus some? Like, you know, it's it's a tough decision, I guess. Right, right. My, my rule of thumb, Mark, always has been approximately six to 12 months of your living expenses. That's, uh, you know, how much you should have in the bank, whether it's a, uh, a CD, a money market, a checking, a savings account, any any instrument that's you know readily available and is not going to decline in value, about six to 12 months. So let's just say, for example, that you've determined that your monthly income need is $5,000 a month. So if that's the case, you should probably shoot to have somewhere in the neighborhood of probably thirty to $60,000. Now, that's a guideline, right? If, sure. the, if that $5,000 a month is, is your situation and you have $72,000 in the bank, well, you shouldn't be like, oh, I got to get this extra $12,000 <laughs> right. invested somewhere. That's, right. you know, that, that's fine. But if you have a 172,000 of the bank. Well, then you probably should look at, you know, maybe taking 90 to 100,000 dollars of that and possibly looking at some other alternatives. Uh, now, on the other hand, if you need that 30 to 60,000 and you only have 5,000 in the bank, uh, and then you find yourself where every month you're, you know, putting 20% of your salary into your 401k, well then my advice would be to reduce your contributions to your investment plans a little bit just so you could slowly build up that emergency fund uh, so it's there if you need it. Yeah, and I think everybody's situation is different. I, I remember we had a conversation with somebody quite a while back, but they were like, yeah, I've got a $100,000 sitting in my savings account. And you know, my advisor said, well, when's the last time you had a $100,000 emergency? And it's like, well, yeah, but you know, it's not just the emergency, it's the, you know, the living expenses. So do the math. Yeah. Right. Kind of do that general guideline like you were talking about, but then yes, have the conversation with your advisor to say, okay, am you know, do I have way too much sitting there? If so, because I'm not, you know, I'm just basically losing money safely at the bank. Right. So, um, so how do we get into that position, Chris? Like, how do we end up with more money? I started off by saying, you know, sometimes I, I kind of play this game with myself where I'm like, oh, I'm so close to X number of dollars in the bank, you know, and I was, I'll see a little bit more by doing this, that or the other or whatever. And so I get where we, we kind of, I don't know, we want to see it obviously go up, but how do we get into that position where we're sitting on too much cash more than we should be anyway? I think th- there's two main reasons why it happens. One reason is, you know, folks, maybe like, like you described yourself a little bit, Mark, is you're, you're fixated on having a, a round number. Yeah. So again, let, let's go back to that situation. We said somebody that needs $5,000 a month should probably have thirty to 60000 but they like the idea of having at least $100,000 because it's a nice round number. Yeah, okay. Uh, so that that's probably one area where you're, they're not really looking at how much they have from a, a logical standpoint. They're looking more of it from an emotional standpoint and, and fixating on a round number rather than filling a need. That's probably one reason why people end up with too much in cash. Uh, the other reason is that people don't know what to do with uh, with the money as an alternative. Well, okay, yeah. Maybe they already have, in their opinion, uh, more than enough money in the stock market, and they certainly don't want to have more money at risk, but they still want to keep money fairly safe, fairly conservative, and they just don't know what other alternatives that are out there. So the path of least resistance is just 
keeping that money in cash. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And and I think a lot of times we do get into that situation where we're not exactly sure what to do. So uh, we'll finish this off with one final bit here for you. So somebody comes in, you're working with them, and they're in that kind of that camp where you realize they've got way too much sitting in cash, and you've got to get them to you know kind of bring that down a little bit. What's a way they can do that? How do you go through explaining that in in helping them kind of peel that back without necessarily giving themselves a heart attack because they have their, you know, they have that emotional component factor in that you also mentioned. Right. Right. And, and I see this a lot, you know, folks come in to see me and they have a CD coming due or they have too much in the bank and they just don't want to put any more in the market. Or maybe there's somebody like my mom, for example, who doesn't want any of their money in the market, no matter what, and they ask, where else can I can I put this money? Uh, so what I, I talk about sometimes in the situation where it's appropriate is using what are called fixed or fixed index annuities. Uh, now, very simply, and I could spend 10 or 15 minutes going into the details, but very simply, a, a fixed annuity works uh, very similar to a bank CD where you're going to get a fixed amount of interest for a fixed number of years. So right now the rates are are a little bit higher than the bank CDs are paying, right? Bank CDs yeah. are probably paying one and a half to two percent for a uh, for a five year rate. Where on fixed annuities you could get perhaps a two and a half or maybe even three years for a five percent rate. So a fixed annuity will give you fixed amount of interest for a fixed number of years. Very easy to understand. That's one alternative. Another alternative might be what's called a fixed index annuity where with this uh, type of investment, your principal is going to be guaranteed based on the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Your principal is guaranteed, but what your gains are, your gains are unknown because it depends on the market. So when the market goes up, you'll capture some of those gains, but if the market goes down, you don't have to worry about losing any money. So those are two options. And again, I, I could go into a lot more detail on it, but I just wanted to you know, give you a brief overview of what are some alternatives for people that have too much money in the bank, don't want to necessarily have money in the market. They just want to earn a little bit more than the banks are paying. Those are some alternatives. I hope this information we've covered on today's podcast is helpful. And if you have any questions about what we've discussed or want to explore the opportunity to create your own financial and retirement plan, I encourage you to reach out. And what we could do, we could schedule a time to talk and see if you'd be a good fit for our retirement readiness review. And what this review will do is it looks at what you have saved already for retirement. It looks at what your goals are and it compares what you have saved to see if it lines up to what those goals are. So in other words, is what you're doing right now the best way to accomplish your goals? So get your questions answered and get your retirement readiness review by calling 800-993-1526. Again, that's 800-993-1526. Thanks for listening to the Financial Forum Podcast. We'll talk to you on the next episode. You've been listening to the Financial Forum Podcast. Again, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to Chris Scalise, 800-993-1526. That's 800-993-1526. You can also get in touch online by going to fortune-financial.org. That's fortune-financial.org. 
And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Just search for the Financial Forum Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM. AEWM and Fortune Financial Group are not affiliated companies. Fortune Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Fortune Financial Group is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency.